0: الحمد لله الحمد الشاكرين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها ونور الأبصار وطيائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون when I entered, I expected uh, more of uh, with the nasheed, I expected more rocks from the people, more joyous behavior. But inshallah your smiles will make up for that. Uh, today, I wanted to mention something relating to the subject which is uh, jahiliya, ignorance, which is the subject of something which we are all prone to, which is sinning, committing sins. What happens is that when we sin, the ulama mentioned that sometimes a person, after sinning, can suffer from mental issues due to the sins that they may have done. Ibn Hajar, al- uh, Ibn Hajar al-Makki rahimahullah, mentions in his commentary on the 40 hadith that this can psychologically affect people. How do we overcome our habit of sinning because only the Anbiya salatu salam, are free from sin? How can we overcome this and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send down his mercy upon our hearts and change our state firstly something which many people are unaware of is that when you commit a sin Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders the angels that do not write down the sin the two angels Al the and al the two angels on the right and left. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders them, do not write down the sins. Why? In case my servant does tawbah, repents to me. <coughs> In one hadith, it states for three hours the angel waits. Three hours for us. Why? In case we regret, we have remorse and we repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the angel does not write down the sin. In another narration, six hours, six hours will the hours go by? The angel is commanded, do not write down the sin in case my servant does tawbah, repents. So the door of tawbah is open. When a person intends to do a good deed, just intends. So now for instance, we're sitting here, you intend to go to your brother and just say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah because you receive good deeds just intend the angel will write down one good deed without having carried out the deed straight away when a person intends to do a bad deed the angel does not write anything but if he decides to leave the bad deed the angel writes down a good deed and in one hadith ten good deeds just by leaving a sin so today if someone intended I will go home and I will commit this sin and commit that sin and for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he leaves the sin the angel will write down a good deed just by leaving the sin when the person carries out the, a good deed the angel then writes down ten good deeds ten good deeds Later on, those 10 good deeds are multiplied by 700. And we know, Innal yubhibna that the good deeds make the bad deeds disappear. So this abd of Allah, abdullah, slave of Allah, servant of Allah, on the day of judgment, when he looks at his scroll, he will find all these good deeds, and you will think i did not perform these good deeds yet allah subhanahu wa taala ordered the angels to write down all these good deeds and he will look for the bad deeds done and he will find that those good those bad deeds will not be in the scroll disappeared why will they disappear because the good deeds make the bad deeds disappear so in reality the only thing a believer needs to worry about is not his bad deeds and the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but something else, what is that? That is something known as istikbar. Istikbar is what? The opposite to ubudiyah What is ubudiyah Ubudiyah is servitude to Allah. That when a person realizes he is a servant of Allah, and realizes he's Ubudiyah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the opposite to this is istikbar, arrogance with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> the sinner, you know the famous hadith narrated by Imam Bukhari and an Imam Muslim, that a person that one of you may do the actions of the people of hellfire. And until there is not between him and hellfire except an arm's length, virah. Then the divine will overwhelms him and he, end, he does a good action which makes him enter paradise. Likewise, there may be a person who outwardly does good actions. Until between him and paradise, there is only an arm's length and then he does an action which makes him enter hellfire. What does this mean? This means that a person may be a sinner. He may drink alcohol. He may commit fornication. He may abandon his prayers. But that person realizes his ubudiyah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Toward the end of his life, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will give him ability to do Tawbah, repent to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Why? Because he had Ubudiya servitude to Allah. The opposite, a person may do good actions outwardly, because one of the wordings of the Hadith is Fima Yabdu, outwardly, he may do good actions. But inside he has istikbar, arrogance. Likewise, The person may do those actions out of ostentation to show others. And before he dies, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings out that reality from him. this brings us to something that outwardly a person may do good actions, only the reality is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we always have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there may be sinners who outwardly do different bad sins but if they realize they're to Allah, meaning a drunk man who drinks every day, at the end when he gets home, when he is alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, oh Allah, I have this habit, which I cannot leave, it is difficult for me to leave, or a man who commits zina, fornication. And he says, oh Allah, remove this habit from me. Eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove that habit from him. But if there is a man who outwardly does not perform those bad deeds, but has istikbar, arrogance, and ibadullah, the servants of Allah, eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish him for istikbar, arrogance. Now, what is عبدية? what is istikbar? is realizing that you are a servant of Allah. Istikbar is having arrogance with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why in one hadith, in a daily it is mentioned that the divine punishment of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not descend on a people as long as they cover their sins but once they uncover their own sins then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes them why is the covering mentioned because when a person uncovers his sins it is a form of istikbar arrogance with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Meaning there is a difference between a man who drinks, but is ashamed of his drinking. This is why the famous story of Sayyiduna Umar عنه, A man was drinking, and he had alcohol in the container. And he saw Sayyiduna Umar عنه, and he supplicated to Allah, because Amirul Mu'mineen was coming, the leader of the believers. was, Oh Allah, cover my sin from Amirul Mu'mineen. When Sayyiduna Umar عنه, checked the container, the container was full of water. The alcohol turned into water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covered his sin. Likewise, if the ibadullah, servants of Allah, cover their sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish them because the door of repentance is open. But once they openly start committing sins, this is a form of istikbar arrogance. Like immodest acts. Doing immodest acts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish them because this is a sign of istighbar arrogance with Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al An'am, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions two types of sins. ظاهر al and Baatin al-Ithmi. What is ظاهر al-Ithmi? The outward sin that we do. What is باطن al-Ithmi? Baatin al is the sin of the heart. This brings me to another regarding this subject, which is people ask, which act, which sin is worse? Is it the sin of the heart, or is it, is it the sin of the body? It is the sin of the heart which is worse. Why? Because the sin of the body lasts momentarily. You carry out the action, the action will finish. But the sin of the heart, you carry it around with you. If someone has the cover arrogance with the ibadullah, the servants of Allah or someone has riya, ostentation, or someone has hasad, envy, or someone has bugd, rancor, or someone has the love, hubb dunya, love of the world, or love of riya, love of leadership. They walk around with this sin in the heart, and the angels are writing it down at every moment, that this person has this sin, the sin of the heart leads to the sin of the body. This sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions as batinul ith the inward sin. Every Muslim is obligated, not only to learn the outward sins that we know, like drinking alcohol is haram, theft is haram, backbiting is haram, looking at haram is prohibited. Likewise, the different sins of the body We are also obligated as Muslims, not as people of saluk, people who are on the path, spiritual path, no, as Muslims to know the sins of the heart. The, know the element, what is the actual sin? Like takabur, arrogance, hasad, envy, these different type of sins, and also to know the cure. What is the cure? Meaning, if you have takabur in the heart, arrogance, then the ulama mentioned, Go and sit with the poor people and eat with them. If someone says we don't see poor people, yes, you do. If you go to your town center, and you will see homeless people. Go and sit with the homeless person, even if he is a non Muslim. Go and sit with him. Buy him food and eat with him. Buy him food and eat with him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove kibr from the heart. Likewise, if you are hasad, envy against any Muslim, go and meet that Muslim. And kiss his hand in order to break your, your kibb, your arrogance and hasad envy against him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the envy from your heart. Likewise, we know in the famous hadith narrated by Imam Al Tirmidhi and Imam Ahmad, the hadith is Ma that two hungry wolves uh, are not what ursila fil ghanami that are sent in a flock of sheep, will not spoil the religion of a man, then his love of wealth and status. <coughs> wealth and status, this is a love of wealth and status. Meaning a man may have money, but he'll have no love for it, very rare. But love for money, love for wealth, well love for material things, Likewise, love for status. This is the illness of the heart, which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has prohibited. Like this, there are over 40 different illnesses of the heart. But when should a person remove these illnesses? The struggle of removing these illnesses starts from the age of maturity until the day we die. Even at the time of death. We need good actions, why? Because if a tree has no water, at the end the tree will die. Iman faith in Allah is the tree. The good deeds are the water that go into the roots of that tree and nourish us. At the time of death, we will need these good deeds. And if we have not worked on our hearts, and have not purified then at the time of death we will struggle. We will struggle. The, of course, at all times only the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will save us. But we will struggle. imam mm-hmm. Jalaluddin Sayuti rahimahullah Taala in his work Sharh al Sudur mentions that using the miswak, the miswak, the tooth stick, is something which helps a person at the time of death to sus- utter the statement of faith. To say, <laughs> a small action like using the miswak. So imagine the greater actions, how much they help a person at the time of death. Likewise, always stay in a state of ablution. Why? Because if you observe the angel of death coming to take your soul, you can go into Hanaf to Takbir state of Takbir and start your prayer. Even though some of the the ashaira and the Maturidiya they differ. One group says Takleef drops when you see the angel of death. Another group of ulama the Hanafis, the Maturidi say no. Takleef continues even when you see angel of death. So do Takbir and start nawafil. You stay in a state of wudu ab- ab- ablution. You see angel of death. Allah quickly before he takes the soul. These are the things, wallahi, that will benefit us in our daily lives, knowing the vast mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mercy is vast. Meaning, a person should not fall into a state of despair. Some people fall into a state of despair. Why? They say our habits of sinning are not going away. What shall we do? They have, some people have bad habits. Meaning, which habits are worse, by the way? The habits that you do in private, not the habits you do in public. Because the private bad habit is between you and Allah. You want to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove the bad habits in private. But how do we go about doing this? With regard to the 40 sins of the heart, I mentioned a few examples, but if you, uh, ask the ulama; they should tell you that it's the forty illnesses of the heart, the ailment and the cure. But how do you rid yourself of a bad habit? Identify the habit which is making you sin the most. Like what? Like tarku salah, abandoning salah for some people. If they are bad, if they pray their salah, they tend to cut down sinning. This why inna salatatanhar wal walmunkar. That surely the prayer prohibits from what? al fahsha those actions which are uh, immodest. And Al-Munkar, rejected acts. You identify the habit that is making you do these sins. What they call cornerstone habits. There will be one habit, which will be the cornerstone of multiple bad habits. You identify that bad habit. And then what do you do? Literally, you grip that habit by the horns and you avoid doing that habit for 40 days. Just 40 days. If you avoid that habit for 40 days, or for instance, you are consistent on your salah and your prayer for 40 days, the habit should go away. If it doesn't go away, it will definitely decrease. What will happen? The habit shall what? decrease, then start 40 days again. Now, someone may say, 40 days, during that 40 days, I will have time of isolation where I may be alone and the habit will come back. If that happens, you start again, the 40 days. But in that time, stay in good company. Be with truthful people, find a company of people where you avoid that one bad habit. We are not saying, Avoid all your bad habits. Identify that main one bad habit, the the major one. And once you do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. But this one final point before I leave, that final point is that people complain about sinning and the habit of sinning and not leaving sins. I can give you one guarantee tonight. If you allot for yourself every day just five minutes, where you supplicate to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala alone, no one is in the room, no one is listening, and you supplicate to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Oh Allah, I have this habit, which you know of. Remove this habit. Eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create asbab, means, by which the habit shall go away. This is something experiential. You should experience this yourself. Every day without fail, supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who will help you. You supplicate to him, you say, Allah, this habit, this sin is something you know about. Make asbab, create asbab, create something within me and create something around my environment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall change your state. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us <laughs> from the tribulations that are apparent and those tribulations which are hidden. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins tonight. And we we, together, we do tawbah to Allah. Together, everyone here together, we do tawbah. Repent to Allah. What do we do tawbah from? We do tawbah from all the major sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. And we make a promise to ourselves that when we leave this gathering today, we will not return to those sins to supplicate for me as i supplicate for you and likewise we make a promise to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we shall rectify ourselves privately as well as outwardly walhamdulillahi rabbil